Hello and welcome to the Breaking Awesome Podcast, coming to you not quite always from southern Finney County, Kansas, with a Facebook friend total of 244. My name is Matt. With me, as always, is my good friend Dan, out in Marion, Kansas, where he enjoys a luxurious 245 friends on Facebook. Say howdy, Dan. Greetings. Also with us today is my good friend Heath out there in Derby, Kansas, where he has an astounding 490 Facebook friends. Say howdy, Heath. What up? And finally, with us again this week, my good friend Kent out in Oswego, Kansas, where he has a ludicrous 1,334 Facebook friends. Say howdy, Kent. Salutations, friends. So what's the deal, Kent? The the word vacation's not good enough for you, or you, what's what, no, it really isn't. Is, it, does vacation have some sort of pagan ties that you don't <laughs> you, you're trying to avoid, or, or what's the deal? Yeah, is a uh, croissant. You said retreat, and I'm imagining you're like, imagining you're monks studying the scriptures, and I did study and, the scriptures, silent prayer, and and all I see is pictures of you and your kids having fun at at Silver Dollar City. You want you wanted me to take pictures of me studying the scriptures and praying. I'm just saying, if you're going on vacation here in America, we call it a vacation. Call call a spade a spade. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I retreated as well. Let your yes be yes and your vacation be a vacation. I, I believe that's in the Bible. I did both. I <laughs> did. Yeah, I retreated a little bit. I mean, I did my fair share of retreating. I I walked the woods. I prayed. I read my Bible. Reading a John Eldridge book, it's about all it takes. But I did do a little vacationing as well. Did you do a detox? Yep. Cool. What kind of detox? Like from media? Yes, we had no... Uh, we watched... We did watch a couple like... Like Jenny and I watched a couple movies. And we watched one movie with the kids. For the whole... For a week. For a week. That's, that, that's, that's more than more we do. That's than I watched last right. week. <laughs> that doesn't sound like detox at all. We watch movies like all the time, all day long. I'm lucky here. if I watch three movies every six months. Really? Yeah, me too. You guys have a sad life. Or maybe I have a sad or a, life. Or a very full <laughs> life. Yeah. Right. Wow, yeah, I was wow, talking wow. about a chemical detox. Yeah, I knew you were. Yeah, I, like uh, hydrogen peroxide enemas and... Yeah, we, avoiding, <laughs> that's, avoiding a hu- that's a huge part of the process. Yeah. I still can't see you, Kent. I know. I don't know what the problem. You guys made me start. It's, it's the rain. It's the rain. My, it's messing up your connection. My camera won't come on. Just know I look good. That's all you need to know. I don't think you're wearing any clothes. Well, now that I know it's not working, I wouldn't have. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll dress up for no reason. <laughs> I'll keep messing with it while you guys talk. So what else is up, Kent? Uh, we Today was the track and field uh, day for the elementary school, so I went up and helped with that. And the first graders were tugging, tugging a war against the fourth graders and were going to lose, so I joined them and helped them kick the fourth graders' butts, which the first graders all thought was hilarious that they beat the fourth graders handedly. It was kind of now fun. The fourth graders hate you. Yeah. Did anybody lose any fingers? No. No fingers. Because that's lost. what happens in tug of war. People lose fingers. Does it really? Yeah. Who loses fingers? Never do a big tug of war 
where you've got, you know, like dozens of people, adults on it. Because the rope will snap and cut your finger off or what? How do you lose a finger? So you start to lose and then everyone on your side lets go. Uh Uh-huh. But you're still holding on as tight as you can and all of a sudden, rope (laughs) just just cuts your fingers off. You know the ropes are like as thick as your wrist, right? Yeah. They'll still cut your finger off, dude. Trust me. Is this what your mom told you? When, I will before find, you went to the, the track and field news, day, this is why new Heath would never tug all a war. over the place. No, I used to tug a war. You've never tugged tug with the best. You've one. never tugged the war. Tug of war mishap. I had a message from your mom last week, Keith. Oh, <laughs> oh it went there. Holy moly! She listens to the podcast, so watch it. She's never said nice things about our podcast. That's all I know. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? She asked me she yesterday. Sent me podcast feedback. She oh she gave you podcast feedback. Yeah. What'd she say? What'd she I want to know that she liked it. Oh, but and that's not a nice thing in your book. It wasn't about this podcast. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Snopes dismemberment, disarmament. Photograph shows two men who each lost an arm in a grizzly <laughs> tug of war contest. True. No, you made that up. I heard Snopes has been hacked, though. So October 20. No, I looked that up on Snopes, and it's not true. It hasn't been hacked. Two guys had their arms yanked off. Uh That's worse than fingers. I've heard that's like when you have like 100 people on the tug of rope or tug of war. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this had 1,600 participants join in the contest. (laughs) <laughs> all the uh, 800 eight, like 799 of them were like all right let's just let go at the same time exerting an estimated 80,000 kilograms or more of force on a five centimeter nylon rope that could bear a force of about 26,000 kilograms at most within seconds the rope snapped severing the left arms of two men <laughs> below the shoulder jeez the severing of their limbs was believed to have been caused by their sheer rebounding force of the broken rope rather than the men's having wrapped the rope around their arms, as was sometimes reported. The victims, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yep. True story. Impossible. Anyway. That's crazy. I did not rip any fourth grader's arms off. <laughs> That's just, just for the record. I think there might be a metaphor there about you fighting your kids' battles and all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use it for a sermon illustration at some point. Do it. It's perfect. How you should fight your kids' battles, I mean, and do everything for them. How Jesus fights your battles? Yeah. You're Jesus. Yeah, you're going to be God in the metaphor, huh? <laughs> uh, Those as, are your favorite always, metaphors. Right. Those are your favorite metaphors <laughs> in in your sermons. Right. Matt, what's up with you? I got a haircut. Yeah, it looks sharp, man. It does look good. I you like it. You look good. It's like a Heath haircut, but kind of snazzed up a little bit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. It's not the bowl cut. He doesn't look like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Is that what I look like? <laughs> there was, you got that haircut at one point where it was like a bowl cut. N- never on purpose, but I'm sure I have come close to it at times. <clears throat> Jenny cuts my hair and she listens to the podcast. Jenny, you so do a fine job. Say what you, will. you do a well, really fine job, Jenny, of cutting his. Who cut your hair, Matt? Carly. Oh, he paid somebody, huh? Yep. Rich farmers. <laughs> yep. 
Harry stared at me for 10 minutes this morning. <laughs> he didn't smile. He just was staring. <laughs> awesome. That's funny. Did he finally come around to you, though? Yeah, he did eventually. But he, he really did take him a while. That's funny. I remember um, being over at a friend's house in the backyard when, and my mom had always had really long, straight hair until I was like four or five. I don't, I don't remember how old I was. And she came out into the backyard to pick me up and it was cut uh, like down to, I don't know, shoulders length and it was all curly. And I was so mad at her. I may have even cried. I don't remember. I bet you cried. Baby. Probably. Such a baby, Heath. When I was four, yes. Right. Oh, yeah. The goal now for this podcast is to bring every subject back around to Keith's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Done. It's our new segment. <laughs> <laughs> so how much range you get, Matt? Yeah. When? Like the last year? No, in the last the day. The last two days? Two days, sure. Oh, three quarter inch. Three quarters of an inch. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Man, I wish I could have shipped our five inches to you. Shut everything down again. The rain did? Yeah. Man, you got five more inches today, Ken. Which five. everyone knows because they got a podcast. Yep. <laughs> right. Yes, five more inches today. So in like the last, last two weeks, it's something like 13 or 14 inches. What's your average in Oswego? Do you know? Nobody knows. It's impossible to tell. There's no way to find it's in, out. It's, it's in the 40s, I believe. Yeah, that's what I said. Wow. We get a lot of rain. It's like a rainforest without the forest. And there's or monkeys. And there's no monkeys. I was just going to say no monkeys. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Except for your little rugrats. True story. So did you get planted? Yeah, I mean, or we you, have a or few. Or that's <laughs> we have a few rows of corn and some Brussels sprouts. And <laughs> <laughs> we already had the Kentwood up. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That was Matt's question. What? <laughs> Did you get planted, Matt? No, I didn't get planted. I got like, I've, I, I didn't even get the half of the circle done that I wanted to get done because I ran out of the first hybrid and then I went to go put in new bags of seed and I got one put in and then it started raining. And I had to pull the tractor into the shop just to finish filling the planter up what what are you trying to plant right now corn still corn mm. kent's had his corn planted for weeks yeah my man. corn's been in it's coming up we just planted a second Wh batch which county is labette county kent <laughs> it's the, is it the one clear in the corner the one that starts with an l and ends with it Et? Yeah, this map doesn't have the names of the counties where is it in relation uh, to it's like maybe the corner Two counties over and up. I don't know. It's not two counties. Oh now I have to <laughs> look up a separate map of Kansas. Just to find Just that. So you You'd think I'd know. I don't even know what highway runs in front of my house. So <laughs> <laughs> let's just be honest. Geography is not my strong suit. Matt chewed me out last week for not getting a highway right that's like 200 miles away from me. <laughs> I still need to listen so to that you, podcast. You grew up next to. Yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. You haven't listened to it, Kent? Anyway, Labette County, it's, it looks like they're in a range of, uh, uh, they're 44 plus, basically. 
Why are you looking up Labatt County? Because that's where I live. Thanks a lot, Heath. That's where Ken lives. And you asked, how much rain do you get each year? And I said, I think it's in the 40s. And then I wanted to double check. And sure enough, it's, it's in the, it's 44 and up. Typical big city guy. Doesn't care but about us little city We don't want to talk folks. about it too much because that gives me another intro for the podcast. So oh, yeah. Now I just have to delete this whole section so that I can use it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, half, all the good stuff in our podcast gets deleted for intro. Pretty much, Intro yeah. six. Good. What else is going on, Matt? Yeah. I built a hog feeder today and yesterday. How does a hog feeder ready? work? Well, I mean, I... I I assembled a hog feeder. I didn't actually build it. Do you have any hogs ordered? No, this is for the 4-H pigs. Oh, okay. Theirs was kind of leaking and it was, I mean, who knows how old the thing is and it was, it was time. For a new hog feeder. Yep. And I've got like I've, 60 acres of corn in the ground, 70 acres maybe. Still have a lot to plant. <laughs> I got to go to Manhattan this weekend for... Two graduations. Who's I got a haircut. Abby. Who's the second? Who else? Yeah. Lydia. Ah. Oh, okay. Cool. So what did Abby end up graduating in? What, what was her degree? Abby is Betsy's sister. Betsy is Matt's wife. <laughs> Matt is speaking right now. Um, it's some sort of uh, health something. <laughs> Ooh, Matt got put on the spot. Yeah, that's not good. It's like asking your kid's birthday. I mean, it was pre-dental, but it's like, it's like a, I don't know. It's, you know. She wants to be a dentist. I don't know what it is. No, no, she's not going to be a dentist. She's taking uh, uh, physical therapy right now. Oh, okay. Didn't Heath's mom do physical therapy? (laughs) 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 I'm just, I've been looking for a chance to bring it back in and. The whole, you know, there were places where he could, but it was disrespectful. So, oh man, what are you gonna? <laughs> That's exciting, physical therapy. You know, there's a lot of uh, people going into physical therapy so these days. She basically only chooses occupations where you torture people, dentistry, yeah, physical mm-hmm. therapy. She's so nice. I can't imagine her torturing people. The key so, is to smile while you're doing it, right? It must not hurt that bad. She's so nice to me. Right? And say stupid things like, now this may just hurt a little. So, Dan, what's up with you? Well, uh, yesterday I joined the ranks of mediocre junior scientists everywhere. Yes. <clears throat> I, I made a volcano <laughs> out of paper mache. Was this for, for Finn? Finally, or just for fun? No, no, I don't. It was I don't. For a client. I don't fight my kids' battles. For a client, I don't. You just did it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it for? So I, I did a uh, a demonstration for the preschool at uh, Marion Elementary, and it had LED so lights in it. So After was, the egg presentation, they asked you back. Yeah, they did to do the wow. volcano section. Now, did you have molten but, lava? Oh yeah, I had lava, and this lava. wasn't this wasn't your your vinegar and and baking, baking soda. soda. Did you uh, did you like put pressure inside the mountain you had built and 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 put rocks all over it so that <laughs> it at some point it it erupted and burst and. F- 
sent rocks and shards ah! of hot liquid <laughs> magma onto in, the children, the preschoolers, eye. as they went My screaming. <clears throat> no, they they frown upon pyrotechnics in science <laughs> demonstrations for preschools. That's that's why America's falling behind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I I did Let's use some caustic chemicals. Come on, Trump. Though. You did. So what? What'd you do? I used uh, a, a concentrated mixture of hydrogen peroxide and potassium iodide, along with some dish soap and some red food coloring, and it did the trick. Do you have a video of it, or at least a picture? Well, I was doing the demonstration, <laughs> not. So you weren't live on Facebook. I was, yeah, I was not. I'm sure it's somewhere. <laughs> I, I think, We're going to need a copy of it. Yeah. Did you wear your lab coat? I did. I in, did. With in my protective glasses. I used the lab coat that Matt and Betsy got me for my graduation. Ooh. Boom. Nice. Yeah. That would That's, be a good gift. A lab coat. Even though. <laughs> you need more lab coats, you're saying? Well, I don't know. No, I'm saying, I don't know for if Abby? occupational therapists wear lab coats. Oh, they should. You wouldn't question anybody who's wearing In a lab, lab coat. coat who's trying to <laughs> fix you. But yeah, that was my day. I I uh, totally forgot that she had asked me last week. And so yesterday I was scrambling and I put together a full paper mache volcano that stood like 18 inches high, had about a 22 inch base and a two inch throat to it how that's the led lights or the or the, the <laughs> led lights yeah <laughs> it glowed red nice it was awesome that's amazing but now i've set the bar so if they ask me back next year i'm gonna have to add some trees and dinosaurs or something <laughs> make it life-size <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure how that would work but yeah something you have to bring in on a truck at least yeah that would be cool did your mom ever help you make a volcano heath in school? <laughs> no, I don't think I ever made a volcano. I like this segment. Oh, man. <laughs> heath, what is up in your world, man? Oh, this uh, last couple of days have been pretty crazy. Really? Yeah, I'm super tired because I got woken up early with the work issues, server issues on... Was it yesterday morning, I guess? And I haven't gotten caught up on my sleep. I thought it was all in the cloud. Angelo called? It is in the cloud. That doesn't mean that you can't have problems. But, um, and then Ethan's got a big project that is due tomorrow that Jenny's helping him with right now. Here, I'll send you a picture of him. It's pretty sweet. His teacher doesn't listen to this podcast, does he? Or he? I th think they expect parents to help with this sort of stuff <laughs> Ooh, that's sharp that is real sharp little abe little yeah little abraham, abraham lincoln. lincoln it's called it's a wax museum project so you have like a, a big poster board with you know all the poster board stuff a timeline and then he's supposed to have artifacts and and he's you're supposed to be in character for the whole thing even like while they're doing it and while other kids are doing in their character presentation as Abraham Lincoln or in character as a wax sculpture of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> no, just as Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that's so. harder. Dude, you need to show him the scene from <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> Did he watch uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter? 
No. Yeah, you need to sit him down and watch. I feel like he's not getting the whole story then, don't you? (laughs) We should slip that in somewhere. (laughs) And it was a vampire hunter. Slayed 300 vampires. (laughs) Yeah, he's funny because, uh, like, he, he acts like he doesn't do or know anything. And then he just spouts out all the... He'll, like be on the floor playing with a toy or something or messing around with something or swinging a sword around and then he'll spew out all of these facts about Abraham Lincoln and all the research that he's done and stuff. Huh. So it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. But um your mom But then Jenny what? Your mom said you were a lot oh, like that too. <laughs> I don't like I don't like this. You don't like this segment. All. Uh no this isn't cool. Why don't you love your mom, Heath? Yeah. <laughs> Brenda, we're, I mean, we're so sorry, Mrs. Heath's mom, whatever your name is. <clears throat> you can bleep that anyway, out, right, Jenny, Jenny pulled out Why the, wouldn't uh, we say Heath's mom's name? I don't know. This is weird. All right, now it's- Hi, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. It's gotten really weird. Sorry, Brenda. That's anyway, probably a Jenny, question on his, uh, his credit card security- questions (laughs) your mom's first name name? (laughs) all right anyway jenny was doing so just she pulled out so jacob did this same thing two years ago but he did um benjamin franklin and i was like i wonder if we could have just turned in the exact same project if anyone would have noticed but we're not is that maybe when it comes around time for samuel to do it we'll use Jacobs. Is that beard just the back half of Benjamin Franklin's hair? And you guys <laughs> repurposed it for for a beard? No, Ethan's been working on that for like two months. He collected hair from your haircuts and No, that he grew a beard. What are you talking about? <laughs> you remember I grew an Abraham Lincoln beard. True. In high school and But you never look as good just, as he did he does. Kids are just they're maturing faster. That's a real beard. Nobody does. If you if you zoom in on that picture on his between his nose and his lips, you can see that he does need to start shaving his mustache. Ah, oh, why'd you make me do that? <laughs> That's gross. In seventh grade. It's crazy. Anyway, and then Sam had a uh, a play this morning that we went to the school for, like a, a classroom play. And, uh, he, and we had to stay for two presentations because the kids rotate their roles. So he was the chorus in one of the plays and a director in the other. And we had to stay for both. (laughs) They do not think about parents when they make those things. (laughs) I think they performed the play quite a bit because like, I think they, like each time they did it, like a different classroom of kids would come in and sit on the floor in the front. But that was cool. Sam's funny when he he was so excited. He wanted to do the be a chorus person, and he wanted to be a director. And then when he does the chorus, and he's done this ever since he was a preschooler, he he like gets this weird embarrassed smile on his face, where he's like trying to like to like not show his, his teeth. teeth. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that thing. And and he'll maybe mouth the words. And he'll sing the songs here at home just like while he's doing whatever. So he knows the songs. But then when he gets up in front of people, <laughs> he, I don't even know if any sound comes out of his mouth. 
You know, when I was in choir in high school, I rarely learned the words to the songs. I just learned that you could sing vowels and, and as long as you were right on the melody, nobody cared. So I just sing vowels the whole time if I couldn't remember the words. So you might just teach him that trick. That's, that's ridiculous, Kent. <laughs> it's totally I think true. You made, no. you made that up. No. We sang like Phantom of the Opera songs, and there was like half the song where I was just singing like oohs and ahs. <laughs> true story. Show us. Do it now. I can't. It's impossible. Oh, I stand corrected. See? Guess it can be done. So good. So I was reading today this article, and there is a... Uh, these guys have come up with a, a uh, landmine disposal unit that is... It looks like like 75 plungers just attached with the handles all in the middle, like stuck into this little ball in the middle, and then the plungers are on the outside, so it's like a big ball with plungers, and, the, and it... It's designed where it just rolls around in the desert and blows up landmines. <laughs> <laughs> and they said it can take 10 hits before it like is t- <laughs> totally destroyed. And they were like, it may solve the issue of undis- un- unexploded landmines in the world. We just need thousands yeah. of them right. roaming around just Afghanistan and around. Vietnam. Right. And- <laughs> it was a little more high tech than plungers, but that's kind of what it looked like. That's funny. Send it to Verdun. <coughs> Wasn't it Verdun that has all the, still has all the unexploded armaments from World War One? World War, it might be. Yeah, there might be. Uh, uh, I think all along the line they have. Yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole line. The whole line. Yeah, and and not just uh, landmines, but they'll find whole bombs still armed and buried somewhere. That's crazy, Christine. That's all I ask of you. <laughs> I heard consonants in that. Well, I know those words. So how is Branson? <clears throat> it is pretty awesome. Did you guys Did you- see my bear picture? Yeah. The bear print, paw print? Yes. That was- Did you see my bear picture? I don't remember. I probably did. Trying to get in my back door? Yes, that was funny. That wasn't actually my back door, though. It was a little creepy because I saw their sign that said, beware of bears. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. It's Missouri. (laughs) And then I started walking down the trail and there was this big paw print right in the middle of the trail. So, yeah, I didn't know they had bears. I did not either. I kind of feel surrounded by bears now. They're in Colorado. They're in Missouri. Yeah. They could just decide to invade us at any moment. They're bound to at some point. Like the armadillos coming up from Texas. Is that where the armadillos are coming from? Yeah. Used to be you never saw them unless you were in Texas. Yeah. Now we see them all the time. Well, anyway, I was hiking through the woods by myself. Overlords. The bears. (laughs) (laughs) I, for one, welcome our new armored overlords. Maybe that's the underlings of the bears. What were you saying, Kent? I I don't know anymore. It was it was it was freaky anyway. Hiking through the woods, knowing that bears might just attack you at any point. 
And I, I swear that the squirrels like all pass the word along to the other squirrels and they're like, this one, he's afraid. He's really afraid of the bears. And so like every once in a while I'd hear something scurry and I'd hear leaves rustle and I'd stop and freak out and it'd just be a squirrel over there giggling at me. <laughs> they can smell your fear, Kent. <laughs> right, the squirrels, yeah. <clears throat> but if you ever go to Branson and you have a ton of money that you just want to waste, Top of the Rock is really neat if you've never been there. Is that, that's not where they have that big platform with the, that lookout platform? What is that? Yeah, I mean, it has some lookout area, but it has this cool um, golf cart trail thingy that you can do that, uh, and it has a, so you, t- you take this, these golf carts and it, you go through this cave and waterfalls and all kinds of cool stuff. And then they also have a natural history museum there that is really pretty spectacular. It's got like tons of Indian artifacts and like just really cool stuff in it. Fossils, etc. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. I think your mom's been there probably. Your mom. <laughs> This episode has been brought to you by the Branson Travel <laughs> Travel and Tourism. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was all flooded. Branson? Dogwood Canyon was flooded where we were going to go, so we could not explore that. Yeah, it is. Table Rock Lake was like, it was up like some crazy amount. Like I would, I would guess five to ten feet. There were like parking lots that were just covered in water that normally you would park in, you know, to get down to the marinas and stuff it was crazy did you go to branson landing no because we were on a retreat (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to find some way to work that in that would be too vacationing yeah way too vacation come on dan don't you know how to retreat and the the pirates and princess cruise wasn't Uh uh-uh we had church as a family before that yeah i saw that Peter with his pirate beard. <laughs> yeah. Looking debonair. Peter actually preached for church. It was really good. I was like, what do you want to preach on? And he said, and I thought it'd be like Moses or Jonah or something, you know? And he said, I want to preach on David and Absalom. And I was like, what? Cause you know, <laughs> watch out Kent. Yeah. Cause you know, Absalom taking the throne from his father. Right. So he, and he, I said, well, what do you want to preach on about that? And he said, well, I want to preach on David going to war or Absalom going to war against David and how, even though Absalom did that, David still loved him and how that's like us and God and how we, we war against God, but he still loves us. And I was like, yeah, that, 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 that could work. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's I thought cool. it was pretty good for little guy until we until we get our hair caught up in a tree branch and joab stabs us with a spear right he did tell that part because he likes it (laughs) (laughs) because he's a little boy and don't you forget what happens to sons that rebel against their fathers (laughs) the moral of the story yep and we sat through a uh, pitch for a timeshare so that ate away at our soul that pretty much sucked all of the benefit of retreating and being alone with God. <laughs> it really did. Cause for days, right out of the trip days later, Jenny kept going, I can't believe they said that to us <laughs> like over and over again. <laughs> Cause at one point they said, the guy said, you're not, I said, 
I said, you know, we, we're going to have to say no right now. You guys have done a good job. I feel bad because, you, you know, you've, we're wasting your time. And he said, oh, no, you're not saying no to us. You're saying no to each other. <laughs> and then he left the table and Jenny was like, did he just say that? And I was like, he did just say that. That's she awesome. was super mad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got to step away, guys. I have to go help Ethan. With his beard? He's got to practice his speech with me. Oh, wow. How long is so, that going to take? Ten minutes? Five? I don't know. If you're still here when I'm done, I'll, I'll come back. Okay. Bye. Bye. Can I go get a Coke then? <laughs> I've been thinking about it for like five minutes. <laughs> Wait, you're going to get a Coke? All right. Just me and Dan. <laughs> All right, Kento. I guess you're supposed to talk more, Dan. All right. Yeah, I went to one of those in uh, Las Vegas we got, uh, so I went to Las Vegas for this convention and Sarah and I had been married for like three years. We had Finn who was like, I don't know, six months, seven months, something like that. Yeah. And nobody told us that Las Vegas is not a great place to bring a young family. <laughs> right. So we get there to the, the hotel and, uh, there, uh, who we thought was like a concierge there offering us free tickets to places and we're tired. It's late. Finn's crying. And so we're like, okay, whatever, just give us the tickets. And so right. they sign us up and they said, you got to be here though. It be at this place at this time to validate the tickets. So we're like, all right, well, that's, that shouldn't be too hard. Right. And so we go and we, uh, we think it's going to be like, I don't know, half an hour or so. so for, for some reason, they bust us there, too. They bust us there from the Luxor, which was a bad idea because, well, it's, it's a good idea for them because you're locked into it, right? You can't right. just there's no get way to get car. out. Yeah. Right. So you're there for the duration of it. This thing lasted four hours. No. And we saw in that time, time frame four different people. So they've got the first level person who is like, you know, the beginner salesperson. Right. They're there to, to walk you through it, tell you what the the particulars are of the timeshare. And this was back before the bubble burst, you know. So they're uh, they're trying to convince you, showing you the charts that this is a good financial decision. Right. And uh, maybe they were at one point, but they're not anymore. I mean, there's you can't make any money off of a timeshare. Right. Um, so we you know, we, we got through that level and then we went through the second and third level, but the closer guy, the closer, he was hardcore and he would bring in like guilt tactics like that where, you know, you, you know, if you don't do this, you're not thinking of your family. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You're, you're throwing away money on hotels. Right. When you could have your very own, you know, deed to a, to a hotel that you can trade in anyway, you can go anywhere in the world. Right. Right. And trade in this one week that you, you buy and, and stay anywhere. And it sounded like, like a good deal, but we, we had no money at all. We couldn't get a loan, which was good, but we walked away with there away from there with uh, a couple tickets to the Mandalay Bay aquarium. And it was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was not worth it. <laughs> we got 200 bucks. So that was nice, but 
and they it was it lasted two and a half hours, which they said it would be two hours, so that wasn't too bad. Um, and the guy was like, I thought their system was really well thought through. They're really nice about it, and there was that was probably the highest pressure that we got. But the, it was funny because like every step along the way, I did decide if you're ever going to do a timeshare. You should for sure hold out for as long as you can to you say yes. You should not do it. Never. You all should do it. But <laughs> I'm if you, really confused, though, about the part where I, well, I still don't understand whether this was a retreat or a vacation <laughs> or, or a holiday, but the part where you end up talking to a stranger for two and a half hours, in either scenario that I have of a vacation or a retreat or that even of a fit. holiday... The very last thing I'm going to do is sit and talk to a stranger for two hours. Well, for, for any reason. For 200 so bucks. Like, hey, can I talk to you for 200, to, for two hours for 200 bucks? How about you give me 200 bucks not to hit you in the face? <laughs> Get away, stranger. I'm on vacation. Right. Right. That's, what, that's the part that I don't understand. Like, well, I'm, gonna... I'm paying money to go on this <laughs> vacation slash retreat slash whatever you call it. Retreat, yeah, retreat. I, I just don't, I don't get it. Well, you just had to be there, I guess. <laughs> I, I, frankly, I don't get it now. On the flip side, either the two hundred bucks seemed like a good idea at the time. It would help pay for some stuff we were doing. So wait, they they gave you two hundred dollars, or you got two hundred dollars <coughs> discounted from your stay? No, so we got a hundred dollars. And vouchers that we could spend there or Top of the Rock. So that paid for our stuff that we did at Top of the Rock, the museum uh, and the golf course, which we were going to do anyway. So yeah. paid for that. And then they gave us a MasterCard with 100 bucks on it that we could spend anywhere. Okay. So, huh. Um, and it's funny because, like, like, Jenny was – I mean, like, they're talking about – you know, Dan, if you've sat through one of those, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I could kind of see how that makes sense. You know, you're like – but the whole time we, like, made a blood pact. We're not doing this. Right. No matter what, we're not doing it. And and uh, after we were done, I got on – because I was – you know, we were feeling guilty because they were so nice. And because that's, that's their whole sales tactic, which is good, but, you know, just to be kind to you. And so – I got online because we're feeling guilty and you can buy like the, like, because people sell their timeshares. Yeah. And so you can buy the same thing with like. You then went and got online and looked at it further? Are you kidding? Yeah. It made me feel better that I didn't buy because you could buy twice as much of the timeshare for half the price of what they were selling it for. Oh yeah. Do, do not feel guilty. Those people are soulless creatures. No, these guys will drag you into their underworld. We, so at, you know, after my story, two years later, I decide to buy a timeshare online on eBay. I found one for a dollar, which sounded really good because these timeshares in Las Vegas were going for like, you know, $30,000 for a one week share. Right. So it didn't make you question why somebody would sell it for a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) No, it should have. I was, you know, I was 29 years old. Uh, that, which is old enough to know better, but right. I didn't, you know, and you know, in, in my mind, I justified it like, so the maintenance fees are going to be $400 and that's all I'm going to be paying every year. I pay more than that, you know, more than twice that in to vacation hotel. Yeah. Hotel fees for a week vacation. Well, a year after we, we bought the timeshare and it's transferred to our name, the, 
maintenance fees jumped up like four or five hundred dollars. And then in the time, the eight years that we had the timeshare, because we couldn't get rid of it, it jumped up another three hundred. So we were paying like nine hundred dollars a month in maintenance fees, you know, whether we used it or not. Right. And and those deeds a have a month. No, 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 no. Like a year. A year, right. Yeah, yeah. They're yearly fees, but those deeds have perpetuity to where you you can't you can't even give it away, right? You're locked into it. You can't just say, I'm not gonna pay the fees because they'll they'll come after you. And if you die in the contract, it automatically passes to your kids and and they inherit this and giant they're forced to take on yeah they're fees. forced to take on the the maintenance fees and <laughs> we we finally got rid of it uh by writing the company but it was it was horrible owning a timeshare i would never wish it upon my enemy <laughs> well i don't know it was a nice place to stay if you ever get a chance to stay at big cedar you should just yeah. don't do the timeshare yeah i'm glad you came out on top well i guess we did <laughs> If two and a half hours of your time isn't worth $200. What wouldn't I do for $200? Well, that was the question that I came away asking was, what did I just sell myself to, you know? Yep. It was a good life experience. So when did you decide to start calling your family vacations retreats? Uh, At Epic. When we were church planting, we decided... Like it was a conscious decision? Yeah. Did you have like a brainstorm session of what to call your vacation other than a vacation? No. No, we did not. You just knew right away it was going to be retreat. Yeah, it was mostly like we wanted to take... And all, like most of the time when we do this, we go off to like Colorado or some cabin that's off where there is no internet, there is no cell phone service. You're just off. There's no... Silver Dollar City. So cities. like a vacation? No, like off the grid. Like a vacation? No. It's what I do on vacation. Well, yeah, that's because you have a free cabin and in I call Colorado it a vacation. to go to. You have a free cabin in Colorado to go to. I know. You shouldn't call, it a, call it a vacation. You're calling it the wrong thing. So if I paid money for it, I would then call it a retreat? No. It's about... At what point do I call it a retreat? It's about what you're doing. Like the point for us is to spend time with our family and recharge our relationship with God and each other. It's not about going and doing stuff. We do go and do stuff, but, but I, that's all that's secondary. Exactly what we, we don't do anything on vacation. Well, then you've been calling it all wrong, Jack. You should, it's not a vacation. You mean retreat. Huh. That's what you meant I to say. I didn't know. But you're you not sh- in ministry, so you don't have to. You should call it a sabbatical because that sounds a lot more, Ooh. A lot more holy. That's really good. I looked it up on Wikipedia and they seemed to think that sabbatical was longer than a vacation, but they didn't mention retreat, but they did mention that the reason why vacations became socially acceptable in America was because of a religious movement towards having a spiritual retreat. You know, that's right. So then again, why isn't it just a vacation? Because it's a retreat. (laughs) But you did go and do stuff. That's what I don't understand also. Yeah, it, that all was secondary to our main purpose. Like when we have gone on vacation. So it's, it's like a time, time percentage, if percentage of things that you do and percentage of things that you don't do that make it a retreat or a vacation? Yes. Like, for instance, I go off by myself without my family 
on our retreats and i i specifically go off and spend time dude i do that every day of my life <laughs> i go off and spend time with god alone just seeking him and talking with him i do that on my vacations 10 hours in the car with kids you have to do that <laughs> that's part of the ritual the you're forced oh <coughs> does your church have a sabbatical policy they do not, but that's something that I've thought about talking to them about at some point. I mean, when I got hired on, I did ask, like, I take a month off from preaching, you know, to work on my sermon calendar, which is kind of sabbatical-ish. And then that's what, for us, like, that's how we view our retreat a little bit is just going off and, like, for me, it kind of recalibrates me and, and it makes me think every year, that I need to not wait for a year to spend this much time with God. Like I need to be recharging more than I do daily, but no, we do not have a policy for that. Do you guys? Uh, I am on a sabbatical committee and we are actually investigating, adding that to our church policy. Cool. So our, our pastor has been there for 11 years and we, you know, most of the other, uh, conference churches have sabbatical policies and um, most of those are at like seven years and then 14 years. So if right. we do pass this, he'd probably get a couple of months off, you know, at retroactively for the seven years. And then again, in you know, two years, two or three years. Right. Maybe you should ease him into it with a retreat policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You start with the retreats, then you work up to, well, you start with vacations and then you, you is it was well, a va is a retreat higher than a vacation or lower than a vacation? Oh, way higher than a vacation. Okay. Vacation's kind of lowbrow to me now. Our pastor's retiring. Pastor or priest? What's the difference? Well, I mean, a priest can be a lot of different things, but can also be the pastor. Okay. So is that who we're talking about? Your priest is a pa is the pastor? Right. And he's retiring? Yeah, he had, he had a stroke like three months ago. Oh, no. He's all right, but, you know, he just, he's tired. <laughs> yeah. What do, they have, do they have special, like, resorts or cloisters for... <laughs> resorts, I believe, is what they call them. <laughs> do they really? <laughs> the the priest retirement timeshares where they can... No, because I've, I've heard I mean, of that, I, where, where priests will retire and live in communities, but... Um, Oh, my great grandfather actually retired as a monk f from farming. Um, uh, Father Reggie's just going to go up and, and move into a duplex that I think his nephew owns in Hayes. I mean, it's different for every priest. Yeah. And uh, um, they have retirement, you know, like benefits and stuff as part of, but I, I don't really know the details of it. Yeah. Gotcha. But anyway, he, he just announced it last week. So it was, it was kind of, I don't know. An emotional yeah. Sunday at church. Yeah. Or Saturday night. Always go to mass during the Kentucky Derby. That's what I found out last week. <laughs> Boom. The whole place to yourself. Also, if you don't have your kids, it's even better. No kids, Catholics no are, wife, Kentucky Derby. Woo. It's great. Catholics are big on the Derby, huh? Apparently. Huh. Who would have known? I was retreating, so I had no idea the Derby was even going on. I, I played a concert in Liberal and then picked... No, that was on Sunday. Never mind. I went to a rehearsal for a concert in Liberal 
And anyway, yeah, I missed the Derby. Matt, I can get you. Not that I ever watch it. I can get you a timeshare for seventeen fifty right now. Yeah. Are you ready to say yes to your family? Nope. I say no to my family all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't even go on vacation last year with my family. Retreat or vacation? Either one. Don't you have a vacation? Because free- I'm an American. Don't you have a free cabin in Colorado to go to? Yeah, except then you got to stop working for a week, and I didn't have the time to do that. Yeah. The joys of being your boss and sole employee. <laughs> Man, if I had just bet on Battle of Midway to come in third, I'd be a millionaire. Why would you bet against the Kansas horse? I didn't even know about the Kansas horse until I talked to Betsy afterwards, and she was like, how did the Kansas horse do? I don't know there's a Kansas horse. The line odds were 30 to 1. Always bet on the 31, Dan. That's just common knowledge. <laughs> they, they, they teach you that in Catholic classes, how to bet on the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> it's all part of catechism. That's where they make all their money. I think we should name our kids like we name horses. Always dreaming. <laughs> Looking at Lee. Classic empire. Practical joke. <laughs> Gunavera. Practical joke. Was that the Kansas one? Gunavera. I don't think so. I'd know it if I heard it. I actually never even looked it up. I just, Betsy said something about there was one. Hey, I never answered Betsy's question that she asked. Oh, yeah. Did you guys answer that last time? No. So, we no. holding out for you. Oh, you were too, too busy being funny? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Betsy asked me about a kid who... Th- Do you have the question, Matt? Do you know? I don't know. Keith had it. It was about a kid who thought that they were not super smart. And we're spent time as a class clown and how you can help that kind of kid. Is that? Well, it, it was like uh, you could see that they were on the edge of deciding whether they were going to be. Like what kind of person they were going to be. What kind of person they were going to be. You want me to read it? Yeah, that'd be great. Kent, I know a 12 year old boy who is charming and funny and has chosen a class clown persona to make up for struggling in school. What kind of note should I write him to encourage him to use his power for good? I feel like he's teetering, trying to decide which kind of man he wants to be some days great. Some days I fear for his future. I'm not sure what words boys need to hear to nudge them toward their best self. Betsy, I will tell you what Mr. Anderson, my choir teacher, told me. He kicked me out of choir, and it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Uh... Because he, I think what class clowns don't realize and what Mr. Anderson taught me by kicking me out was that, uh, that as a class clown, you're kind of a leader and people listen to you and they laugh when you talk and they're looking for what you're going to do and, and your disruption, they oftentimes follow that disruption. And so, um, that day when he kicked me out of choir, he told me that I, I begged him to let me stay. And he said, look, everybody follows you. And you cause all these disruptions in class. And and he challenged me to not be like that. He said, if you can come and be a leader and help me in this class, then then uh, I'll let you stay in. And the next day I came in and everybody was ready to joke around. And I was like, hey, Mr. Anderson's ready to get to it. Let's get to it. And they all like snapped to and started 
looking to Mr. Anderson. And so I think to some degree, helping harness a kid's leadership and, and helping them see that, that there are other things than just being intelligent or, you know, that his ability to lead people really does matter and that he can use that ability to make a difference. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that made a huge difference in my life to see, see that I wasn't just a class clown, that I was a leader and that people followed that thoughts. What do you guys think? What would you tell him? Matt, you were such a class clown, always cutting up. I I try not to talk to people. (laughs) Like I would have paid the person $200 to not talk to me. (laughs) I tell him chicks dig the funny guy. Yeah. So you'd encourage him to go with the class count clown persona. Yeah. That may be the only redeeming quality he has. (laughs) It's like, you're pretty worthless at everything else, but you are funny. (laughs) Embrace that. Embrace it. That's your only hope. (laughs) That's funny. There's something pretty good about being a class clown. I'll tell you that. Welp. It's been a good podcast. Heath had to leave. Heath left. 20 minutes ago. Matt went and got a Coke. He said to text him when we're done so he can stop recording. I didn't even get a Coke because of stupid grocery store chicken. (laughs) That's a weird thing to say. (laughs) Betsy calls it grocery store chicken where she just keeps not going to the grocery store. And just to see how long we can go without going to the grocery store. <laughs> so she's playing chicken with the grocery store. I thought you yeah. like had chicken in, in your refrigerator. I noticed there was diet Coke in the refrigerator, but there was no Coca-Cola in the refrigerator. So <laughs> kind of interesting how grocery store chicken works. I like the idea of grocery store. Chicken. The problem is that all the winners, I, I generally go to the grocery store and then it gets to be springtime and I don't have time. And then nobody goes to the grocery store. And Betsy makes a game of not going. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think we can go another another three days. <laughs> no. So I didn't even get a Coke. Bummer. I've just been sitting here wishing I had a Coke, watching Dan drinking. Whatever Dan's drinking. Whatever Dan's drinking. It's tea in a fancy glass. <laughs> My little punch bowl cup. Uh-huh. Keeps refilling itself. It's a magic teacup. You know there are services now that can deliver groceries to your doorstep free of charge in two days. Jet.com. Jet.com. Sponsored by Jet.com. Jet.com. <laughs> you wouldn't and have you fresh can get money back. Yeah, you wouldn't have fresh vegetables, but who likes fresh vegetables? Nobody. Nobody. Look at that. Lime Coke. Regular Coke, Coke Zero, loaded up, Matt. Vanilla Coke, Jed.com. The more you use it, the deeper the discount. <laughs> I bet Heath's mom has Coke at her house. <laughs> <laughs> and he brought it all around. You've been listening to the Breaking Awesome Podcast. For more information on any random thing that Heath decides to put there, you can go to breakingawesome.com if you have ideas about why you should or should not own a timeshare or let people pay you $200 to try to swindle you or if you think that 
There is a difference between a vacation and a retreat, or no difference at all. You can send us some feedback. But I, do we have? Do we ever get an th- email for feedback, or do they just like have a form on the website? I don't even know. There's a form on the website. Is there a feedback at breakingawesome.com? Because there should be. Yeah, Heath's got all that figured out. Don't worry about it. Anyway, for Heath, we assume, and for Dan and for Kent, this is Matt signing off. Have a good week, y'all. See ya. Booyah.